one of the really great things about GDC is that you run into people that <laughs> you've talked to on Twitter, you've gotten to know their games, uh, but you never really have a chance to meet in person because of this thing called the internet that keeps us all connected. And uh, GDC changes that. Uh, so it was lovely that I was given the opportunity to uh, spend lunch and chat with uh, Jim Crawford, who uh, you might also know as the designer of Frog Fractions, who's also raising money currently in Kickstarter for Frog Fractions 2, although the nature of what that will be is much more than just a game with a two attached. Uh, we spent some time chatting about how Frog Fractions even came to be, which is a wild story uh, on its own, uh, and a little bit about what he's planning uh, or thinking about for the sequel. Uh, enjoy. Get some good room tone going. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so you, you, were, you were saying about the, the development of the original. Oh, game. yeah, I was saying that... Um, I could tell the whole fucking story if you want. Go, just do All it. All right, so <laughs> in about, I think it was about August of 2011, okay. um, uh, Rachel Sala, who ended up being the lead artist, came to me, a friend of mine. She said, uh, hey, I was going to make these, uh, I was going to make this Missile Command clone with my brother, um, and I made these assets, and she, she showed me some flash animations of, oh, here's a, here's like a butterfly and a frog. Um, and while well, my brother flaked out on doing the coding, do you want to make this game with me? I was like, all right. I'd been making games like with, it, like Futilitrist, where like it's programmer art. It's mm -hmm. like, like I'll draw this pink block. Um, and I was like, I'd never made a game with assets before, so I, I took those. And I started making. We, we spent the next couple of months making a Missile Command clone, and it wasn't very fun. It was like, and we were doing research, like, okay, what have follow-ups to Missile Command done? You know, to iterate on that idea. The lineage of Missile Command? Right. And it, there wasn't much. Like, and what we found was it really deviated, the good stuff really deviated a lot from the idea. And I'm pretty sure it's just that that idea, like, was already, like, fully formed on release. You know? I forget the designer's name, but... Um, and so, we started thinking, like, what can we do next? What can we do instead? So I took... Um, all the control prototypes I'd made, so like the, the, the idea of the lock-on targeting, for example, and I had a chaining system in there, um, and they were all fun for like 30 seconds, um, but they weren't sustainably fun, which is what you want. Like I, I was trying to make a game you could play like for a half hour on your lunch break or whatever. Um, and uh, so I took all of those and I built them into the upgrade system. So like, okay, each, they're fun for 30 seconds. We'll have you play each one for 30 seconds. <laughs> Um, and then thinking like each upgrade, because upgrade systems are, personally, if, you're up, if upgrades means you're getting like 2% more health, that's boring. Right. That's not interesting to me. It's not, that's like mean, it's not meaningful. That's just like a, a stat increase as opposed to like changing right. the way you play. Right, exactly. I, want, I wanted each one to like significantly change the game. And so I ended up adding like, okay, here's the one that turns it into a bullet hell. You know, here's the one that turns it into a scrolling shooter like, like Galaxian. Um, and then, then I was thinking, okay, what can we do next? I think the next thing was DDR. Just like completely <laughs> go off the rails. Just like spin a wheel and like, well, we landed on DDR. Let's put that in. Well, I, I just like... Just for fun, like one weekend, coded up that engine. Just like I, I, I feel like implementing this game, you know. And I, I was building it out like that for a while. Like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And I was showing all my friends, um, and they all thought it was funny. I ended up showing it to um, 
Tim Ambrogi, who was the lead programmer on Jamestown, mm -hmm. childhood friend of mine, um, and he, when he play tested it, um, he didn't read anything, and which is I don't know if that's his natural state or if he was like I'm gonna not read anything because that's people don't right so you right. need playtesters that are gonna act like that. Um, and up until that point, I actually, because I didn't see it as a game about secrets, I saw it as like, here's this funny roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. Um, so I actually had a tutorial in there. <laughs> it was very explicit. Like, one of the upgrades was diving helmet. And like, it was after you buy the diving helmet, it says, okay, now you push down to dive. Right. Um, and he didn't read that because he didn't read anything. Right. And so he was sitting there licking bugs for half an hour. <laughs> And I was pulling my hair out. I was like, dude, I, and you can't say anything. That's the rule, right? Right. You need to like let the playtester figure it out because you're not going to be sitting behind the shoulder of every player. Right. The game has to speak for itself. And so I was like, eh, come, just it's going to be like, okay. So that when the art's in, it's going to look like this. And he was like, shut up. I, I need to do this. Um, and he eventually, I think, accidentally figured it out. And. Um, after the test session, um, he told me he compared discovering that you could dive and break the break the fourth wall, basically. Right. He dis compared discovering that to discovering that you could burn bushes in The Legend of Zelda, <laughs> which I love. You yeah. know, I, I love that. Like, oh, suddenly the world opens up, right? There's like a system that isn't explained, but is has been ever present. Yes. Just whether you discover it is sort of part of the experience. Exactly. And that was like the turning point in development of Frog Fractions and frankly kind of in my life, you know. Um, and so I, that was when I ripped out the tutorial, although I ended up putting that interface back in and just made it a, a venue for humor instead. Yeah. The little guys that pop up in the corner. Um, and so after that, it really was just a pretty repeatable process of I will build something that I think is cool or funny, and I'll, I'll be excited. I'll, I'm going to show this to Chris this weekend. Um, and then I'd go over to Chris's house, and he would play through what I had, and he would like he would think it was funny, or he wouldn't, or he would have some suggestions, and then I would go home and I'd fix it, or I wouldn't, or I, I would uh, cut it if it would, if something really sucked. Um, and after the playtest session, we would then have conversations like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we did this next? Or, like, I've always wanted to see a game do this. And those conversations I've been having all my life. And probably most people who play games, have, and probably people who play, watch movies do have those conversations about movies as well. Um, like, it seems so obvious to them, like, why doesn't someone just go do this? Yeah, or even just, like, it would be hilarious. Right. You know, like, no one would ever do that because it would, you know, not be a marketable thing. But, um, and so it was just me, like, taking those ideas and, okay, I'll just do the work and put it in the game. And the result was, like, one flash of, like, lucked into brilliance. Like, because I, I did not do that on purpose, right? Right. That, that experience Tim had. Um, that was luck. Uh, but I, it was me like recognizing, actually it was him recognizing it and then me recognizing his recognition <laughs> and gra grabbing at it. Like, okay, I'm going to do this now. That's, that's what this game is suddenly about. Um, and then the rest of it is like crafting this experience that, that is, and that process is pretty like, I can do that again, no problem. But the process of like, how do I make that flash of brilliance again? That's the real trick. Right, because like, like once you know how the trick works, 
that's that's important and you understand like that's reproducible like the the, the act of the trick but right. why the trick works right and, like making it an effective one is, is it sounds like that's the really hard part right right and so for a long time I had no intention of doing a kick uh, not a Kickstarter but a, um, a sequel because I just had no idea how could I surprise people like there when people play my games they, they just expect this sort of thing now um, so there's it's no like M Night Shyamalan, right? Like sure. where where he put in this you know surprise twist in one of his movies, and then every single time you expect a surprise twist, which then like ruins the fun of watching those films. Like it becomes a sort of a one trick pony that sort of ruins anything else he does. Right. Yeah. And so I had no intention of, of doing the the sequel until. The idea came came along that okay, I could actually just not put my name on it. I could release it under some other name, and maybe you find maybe that like the title card comes in right at the end or something like that. Um, and that was the seed that grew into the Kickstarter. So I knew all along I was going to be about all along. I mean, when I was planning what planning the Kickstarter was, I was going to do something that this is going to be really unorthodox. Like I can't tell you what I'm going to make. Um, and in fact, like it's 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 not even gonna be called Frog Fractions too, because right. it can't work that right. way. Right, and like most Kickstarters, like they give you the thing when it's released. That's kind of what they are. Um, and so I needed to like come up with a way, like how can I make people feel like they're actually paying for a thing uh, while not while still surprising them with the thing. Right. And what you see is the compromise I ended up with. It's a really complicated idea. Like I, I was really worried that I wouldn't get it across, or that people just would think it was stupid or presumptuous, and it is presumptuous, <laughs> right? Um, but it seems like people have responded to that presumptuousness in a like that's great. Like I'm glad he's going to those lengths. Yeah, like people, they, they respect the honesty of like wanting to maintain the mystique and how important yeah, that is to the yeah, identity yeah. of the original game and what you're trying to do. And people the do seem time. to get it, which is nice. Um, even the people who don't like it seem to get it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I bet a large, in large part it's people who just wanted to thank me for Frog Fractions. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of what it is. And so if I do another one of these, it's going to have to stand on its own. Right. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, how do, you, how do you feel, like, because you're in the middle of this Kickstarter now, like, and... You know, you don't have any sense when you launch it, like whether this is going to take off, people are going to like it, but clearly people do like it, it seems like you're going to yeah, be well, fine. Yeah, I, I was super nervous. I was super nervous at, before before launch, um, because I, the game the game had about a million players, but I didn't know like how many of those people, because I don't really have analytics, that was probably something I should have built into it. <laughs> like I didn't know how many people had um, had seen anything past the initial pond, and, and like I've talked to a lot of people, um, but most of those people are like at conventions or at, um, at, at GDC or at PAX um, and everybody I talked to was really enthusiastic but these are like these are developers you know and in, in a lot of respects this is kind of a developers game yeah um, which is cool to me like I, I, I like my, that my thing is appreciated by all the, the smartest and, and, and most informed people but I didn't know if that translated to like, will enough people care about this thing to actually pay pay for it? Um, and also like, 
since it's a free game, um, I didn't know how many of the fans are like 12 year olds with no credit card, right? <laughs> like, are any of these actually potential customers? Right, right, right. And, and no, it was really fulfilling to see the numbers shoot up on day one. I was really happy to see that. Um, so then, like, how do you how do you wrap your mind around like assuming this all works and like then the Kickstarter finishes and you have to actually go make the thing? Like, have you like sort of mentally prepared for that moment of like, okay, now I actually have to make it? Yeah, I. Like, have you sketched out any of it yet? Like, do you have intent? I, I've got ideas, but it is pretty skeletal. Um, I'm not again. I'm not worried about being able to craft like a like a an amusing ride. Yeah. Like that, I know I can do because there's the same. I've got the same hilarious friends. I'm a better developer now than I was two years ago, so I can do that. Um, I am not confident I can do the same like initial flash of brilliance. And I'm I'm hedging my best as much like, much as as much as I can by making it a secret release. Right. You know. So there's at least the possibility of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's gonna work. Um, I think the surprise aspect should help you. Uh, what was the the other game last year? The the, the ASCII browser uh, Candy Box. Yeah, and and part part I think part of what made your game work and what made Candy Box work was the the surprise element, right? Yeah. Like they both shared a like kind of a wow moment as they transformed themselves and became something different than you expected. Right. And. And Candy Box was literally Candy Box 2, and it was like bigger and you know more impressive in a lot of like really ways you would expect. But it lost a little bit of the magic because yeah. it was kind of expected. I was, was I was looking at that, and he actually announced the sequel like almost immediately after. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I I think a lot of people um, look at these sorts of like weird one weird games, weird one-off games that are kind of from no-name developers, they like to think of those as games that have just kind of always existed. Mm -hmm. Just like, this has just been, this has been here since the dawn of the internet. And we, we just happened to discover it. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people would prefer to think of me as a cipher, you know, like not as a person who makes a game, but just like, here's this, it's because it's complete outsider art, right? Mm -hmm. I think the Candy Box developer is much more like actually that. Because I think he was really a first-time developer who was just making a thing. Like I bet he was learning to make, learning to code JavaScript while he was making that game, right? And just doing, oh, this would be neat to do. Um, whereas I've been, I've been making games for a long time, right? Um, and so I've got. I think he was much more naive. Yeah. And I think that naivete was kind of what led him to um, to not really understand what would make what's a good way to follow up on this, right? Right. I mean, in both cases, we lucked into something great, um, but I feel like as uh, someone who's paid a lot of attention to game development and to, um, uh, I, I, I had a, a second part of that conjunction a minute ago, <laughs> but um, I, I feel like I, I'm, I, I put a lot of thought into this, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to do like, the, the just bigger and more, bigger, better, more badass sequel, right? Right. Um, and so I was actually looking at, um, I think a, maybe a good analogy is Portal versus Portal 2. Okay. Where the first one is kind of a flash of brilliance, and the second one is a really workmanlike, let's, let's make this better in a smart way. And it's, you play those two games, and the first one is just, it's... It's it's amazing. It's it's part of the canon, right? Right. And Portal Two is it's fun. 
it's good. It's it takes those ideas and expands on on them in a satisfying way. But it's not a game that I tell my friends you have to play this. Right. Um, and so I that's probably what's going to happen. You know, it's probably going to be um, a sequel that people will play and say, okay, that's I appreciate this. I was I was amused. Um, and like it, it plays on the nostalgia that I have for the old thing, um, but realistically, I, I said this in the Kickstarter. But the first game was lightning in a bottle, right? right. You can't. It, it's it's impossible. You spend, you spend like, your whole life like hoping that you make something like this, right? Right. And like I said, I've been making games for twenty years. Um, like half of that was like I'll make a game engine and I'll make a level to test the engine and then like oh if I had a level designer friend he would make the rest of the game right uh, so it's kind of half-assed game development but like I have been programming games for 20 years so right um, and so yeah it, it really was winning the lottery basically uh, both in terms of making that cool thing and also in terms of it getting popular um, and you can't you can't win the lottery. You can't just expect to win the lottery twice. Well, and, and it's like very specifically what made, you know, Frog Fractions uh, work. Like it's it's different than like you know like a Gears of War to Gears of War Two, right? Like there aren't like mechanics for you to just like iterate or like realize like oh yeah like had we had more time all the lessons we have now right. we would have done this feature different. Like the mechanics, like sort of the trick, uh, is not something that can be iterated on in the traditional way that. That like a game would have a sequel, right? Yeah. Um, so you said, I think you said in the Kickstarter that it's uh, like eighteen months. I think is like what you're. That's what you're the hoping. plan. Yeah. How, like why eighteen months? Like does, does that? Uh, just... It was. I knew it had to be at least a year, um, and it was actually based on like, okay, how much do I think I can get, um, wh while still like, hopefully, um, like, hopefully. Paying people to help me. Yeah. I don't know how realistic that is. I ended up at the figure of sixty thousand because, like, I was asking around that that seemed to be the most realistic figure. Um, and then I was like, okay, like, if I actually break down, like, I've I've been doing the starving indie thing for a year and a half now. Um, and at my current burn rate, what will that get? Like, after taxes, after all the fees, after I pay for the the physical rewards. Um, what why do I think I can how long do I think I can last on this amount of money and that was the estimate and so it's not like I have I have a plan that will take exactly this long to do it's just that I, I know I can do something cool in this amount of time um, and so and and so that was that was the figure I arrived at 